Welcome to uh, day 11 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp. I'm here with uh, Cindy Kemp and with David Keefe. Morning, guys. As we continue to read through uh, the Gospel of Luke. Um, yesterday we broke off with uh, Jesus right in the middle of a sermon. So we want to pick up. He has selected his disciples, and after he has you know, selected those that would be apostles from among his disciples, and uh, he sits them down and begins to teach them about the kingdom of God. And his version's a little bit different uh, than Matthew's version. Uh, Matthew spiritualizes, you know, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. In Luke's version, Jesus says, blessed are you who are poor now. Those who do not have, you know, the world's riches and the world's goods, but you look completely to God. Blessed are you. Blessed are those who mourn now. Blessed are those who hungry now. Blessed are those who are outcast now, persecuted now. And then he turns around and he pronounces woes. Those of you that uh, have built your life around your riches and your comfort and good things to eat, you're going to find that you are you're left out because you've been insensitive to what's going on around you. So we pick up uh, this message in uh, the middle of chapter 6 and verse 27. But before we do, uh, let's offer the moment to the Lord, offer ourselves to the Lord, and um, ask him to complete his work in us as we read his word. David, do you mind leading us in no, prayer? No, let's pray. Father, exactly as, as Paul just said, um, as we um, approach your word this morning, um, may you complete the good work that you've begun. Um, thank you for your word and how it is living, it is active. Thank you that it points us to Christ and how it convicts us of sin. And so this morning as we encounter your word, may you truly shape us um, into the image and into the likeness of Jesus. May we see how different your kingdom is and may we um, long to display and to make this kingdom known um, to this world. So, Father, give us everything we lack. Um, we, we need your wisdom. And so, Father, may you meet us this morning um, and shape us into Christ. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Matthew, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. Here, this is a sermon on a level <laughs> place. Uh, so we pick up in uh, chapter 6 of Luke, verse 27. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes uh, what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to get repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to senders, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you'll be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you'll not be judged. Do not condemn, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give, and it'll be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. When you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank, in your own eye. 
How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid a foundation on the rock. A flood came and a torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. Mm. He ends his uh, sermon, you know, the same way that uh, the sermon ends in Matthew, you know, in the sermon on the, on the mount. But there's a little different twist here. He said, "Why do you, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say?" And then he tells the parable about those who build their life on his word mm-hmm. and those who refuse to build their life on his word so it's a nice you know collection of you know jesus teaching uh and this is a uh, luke's version of, of many of the similar you know teachings uh, that we have have in matthew what are some of the things that you know stand out as you guys read luke well i love as well getting to see the end you know especially in verse 46 why do you call me lord lord and do not do what i say and we even get to see the you know the end of matthew's gospel when we kind of have the great commission it's to teach them to obey you know, everything I've commanded. Yeah. And so we see that the confession of Christ as, as Lord, as Savior, as the forgiver of sin, also, you know, obedience follows that. Obedience flows from that. And so obviously as, as believers, um, the words of Christ and obedience to his words is huge. Um, and, and in reading some of the words he even said here, I mean, I'm not very obedient to a lot of these. Um, so getting to see the distinction between confessing Christ and obeying his words um, often I see myself falling very short of these things but yeah. his call is so counter to who who I am at times this is one we you know, need to continually turn to scripture to be recalibrated in our heart and our mind because these are not the values that uh, you know that we have absorbed from the world around us and uh, even as we were you know looking yesterday you know at the woes woe to you who build your life on wealth and comfort and what do you who builds your life on in a great food and laughter and mm-hmm. all of those things because there is so much more going on and there are so many kingdom values that go well beyond those and deeper and richer you know than those and so the word you know gently recal well not always gently yeah uh, recalibrates our hearts and minds and and uh, gives us a kingdom focus rather than a momentary focus and that's probably the biggest competition we'll have you know, where we're going to have a momentary focus on the things of this world or a kingdom focus on what God is doing in the world through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Goodness, and I'm oh, blown away by the whole section of 27 through um, 30, um, 20, I'm sorry, 36, just the loving of your enemy. Um, sometimes I think we take the verse of 31, do to others as you would have them do to you, and we just let that hang and you know, it's not it's it's not as um, penetrating. I would say, 
except for when you take it um, and look at it in, in the whole context of what they're talking about. This is dramatically loving someone, and, and yet this is what Christ did for us, and I loved how it ended in um, 36 that talks about God because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. And we realize that that's what he did for us. And then even looking um, at the very beginning, we're loving your enemies, those who hate you, bless those who curse you. Christ did all this. You know, um, he was blessing those who cursed him. He gave his coat. He um, prayed for those who mistreated him. And, and yet we were that enemy. He did all that for us. Now that verse know? in 28 makes me think of, you know, in Luke 23, how he's on the cross and the Father, forgive right. them. They know yeah. that what they're yeah. doing, praying. Mm-hmm. For those who are being his enemy. Yeah, exactly. I love that too, how, you know, when Christ is outlining this love for enemy, when mm-hmm. Luke's giving us this, it's it's not something that we do because we're supposed to, but it's something that Christ has done for mm-hmm. us. He's, he's modeled all this mm-hmm. for us and now calls us to do the same. And so when we do these things, we're showing the world the kingdom. We're showing the mm-hmm. world Christ, that when we forgive and when we love enemies, when we when we pray, we're, we're being merciful just as our Father is merciful. And so we're showing the world the love of God in the way that we treat others. And not only has he modeled you know, everything that he has asked of us, and of course the cross is the, the picture of the gospel, cross-centered life is a picture of the gospel, but he enables us to do everything he has asked mm-hmm. of us you know, through his spirit. And you know, he talks about uh, you know, a good, you cannot you know, find uh, bad fruit from a good tree, or you mm-hmm. can't find you know good fruit from a bad you know tree. Uh, all of us qualify as bad trees until yes. we have. Yeah. And as we were talking about a couple of days ago, received forgiveness of sin and have been restored. Mm-hmm. And He has made us good. Mm-hmm. He has taken you know that which is evil, and, and He has made it good. And of course, that's what He was saying. You know, with the Pharisees, you know, present, I haven't come here for those who are. Mm-hmm. Or well, but those are sick. And of course, even when he was speaking to the Pharisees, he was talking to probably the sickest group of people that he could possibly address. Mm-hmm. Those who look to themselves and their own righteousness no idea. to yeah. commend them before God. Mm-hmm. And I uh, said, you know, th- this guy on the mat gets it. You, you don't, you know, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And you know, summer, you know, bringing all of that into you know, a nice summary. You know, you were talking about Cindy. I, I love that. He said, then your reward will be great in heaven. And he's talked about how to love hard people in hard ways. Mm-hmm. He said, then your reward will be great in heaven, uh, and you will be called children of the Most High. This is when you most reflect the character mm-hmm. of God, when you're merciful, you know, just as your Father, you know, is merciful. I also find it interesting, you know, a lot of times we, you know, quote, you know, verse 38, given, it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, chicken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap, for the measure you use, it will be measured to you. We usually do this in our giving sermons where we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, giving, you know, giving, give a lot of money, and you'll get a lot of money back, and it'll be great. <laughs> that That's not what he's talking about no, no. in context. He's saying, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give these things Mm -hmm. give graciously mercy and forgiveness you know to one another and it will all come back to you from your heavenly father the standard is so high you might have a good day just a little bit you might have a good day where you think wow i accomplished that but i mean this is a this is when you are transformed by what christ has done for you this is this is who you become it's not what you do which i love it is it is transforming. So and how we, we want this, yeah. and we want that good fruit. And I love how Jesus 
ties into this this good fruit that we want to bear for the kingdom isn't our performance it, it's right. it's from a new heart it comes yeah. from the heart and we get to see that promise obviously in the old testament in ezekiel which we love mm-hmm. to talk about how you know, one day god will give us a new heart and, and allow us to obey mm-hmm. his commands and so there's this kingdom fruit and then this loving of enemy and not judging and being able to forgive yeah. is is all flowing from a new heart that he gives us not right. from our effort of trying to be these kingdom people but how he's invited us in, adopted us, made us his children, wants us to live like mm-hmm. the Father. And that's what Paul's saying. He gives us the heart that's able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so if we want to be these people, we have to be seeking that, that new heart um, that he gives us. Well, we have to live yeah. in light of the new heart that mm-hmm. he has is, yeah. is, yeah. is given us. Uh, it's, it's a once and for all work that he has brought in us that bears fruit for the rest of our lives as we walk, you know, in a in obedience with him mm-hmm. and I'm bringing it to you know beautiful conclusion which is where we we started you know what sense does it you know make to listen to God's word and not to do God's word mm-hmm. knowing who he is mm-hmm. and if you really if you are calling me and when the rich young ruler comes up to him and says you know good teacher he says why are you calling me good do you understand what's entailed mm-hmm. you know when you call me good and he's asking us the same question why are you calling me Lord do you understand what's entailed when you call me Lord? You're acknowledging that I am the one who created you, the creator you know, of the universe. You're acknowledging that I'm the source of all things and all things were created for me. You're acknowledging that I have the wisdom to guide your life and I have the wisdom to bring your best in, into fruition. Mm-hmm. So why would you call me Lord and, and not put into practice the things you know, that I'm instructing you to do? And, and these are hard things that he's just mm-hmm. mentioned. You were saying maybe on a good day. I don't think I've ever <laughs> had a day, it's you know, that good. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, I, you know, you can just feel like, you know, a guy that's trying to poke his finger in the holes on the dike. There's just not, mm-hmm. you know, if you sort of just get close to nailing a little bit of one of these in your own power, you'll realize that there, mm-hmm. you know, there are dozens of these that you're ignoring all at the same time. So unless he's working in us and through mm-hmm. us, you know, by the power of the gospel, there is no way that we can, you know, from our own works, produce mm-hmm. this kind of character. It is a miracle of God and a work of God. Father, we thank you that you have, for those of us who know you, that you have done this in us. Mm-hmm. You have taken out of us, as David referred to, a heart of stone and given us a heart of flesh. You sprinkled us clean water so that we are clean. You've put a new spirit in us, and you've put your spirit in us by which you move us to be the people you've called us to be. May we live our lives in response to what you have done in our hearts through Christ Jesus. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.